so glad you could join us. Here we like to highlight the best of humanity while offering a dose of positivity to help brighten your day. But more importantly, we want you to know whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. We're here to stand with you. I'm Chuck Linden. And I'm Amy Nalawai. And this is A World of Hope. So Amy, here we are still in the early parts of 2021. And this year is proving to be quite interesting to say the least. There's never a dull moment. <laughs> uh, there, there really isn't, you know. It's funny because I heard someone the other day say they just long to go back to precedented times. <laughs> like We're just living in unprecedented times like 24-7. We definitely have taken for granted the mundane and routine and boring lives that we used to lead. <laughs> Oh, oh yes, yes. Boring would be so good right now. Like <laughs> Une- so uneventful would be definitely welcome. Right, oh. right. But in spite of all the craziness, uh, what's new with you? What's going on? Ooh, not not a whole lot going on. Um, one exciting thing that I got to do this last week was um, I actually got to take my my honorary grandma to get her COVID vaccine. Oh, that. That dude, that is exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, she got her first dose of the Pfizer vaccine on Thursday, and um, it was quite an eventful moment. I mean, even just getting her vaccine appointment was was kind of eventful, and we were worried about weather. We've had a little bit of rain here in Southern California for a couple of days, and so we were worried about you know would weather affect her appointment. And um, but Thursday ended up being a beautiful day. Uh, got to drive her to her appointment, and it actually was very well organized. I was sort of blown away. Okay, that, that's good to hear. Yeah, it was really organized, really um, efficient, safe, and yeah, everybody who was um, working or volunteering for the, the event was really friendly and really helpful. We just had a really good experience, and Grandma Lola was so excited to get her her first dose of the vaccine. So um, it was a, a really great, great Thursday to celebrate. We went and got in and out for lunch afterwards. So so that was our excitement for this week. How about you? Dude, a vaccine and in and out. That's pretty hard to top. <laughs> that, that's so cool, though. I, I'm glad you mentioned, like, or you talked about how excited she was. Because, I, dude, I would be excited, too. Because that's literally, like, you're getting a shot of hope in the arm. <laughs> Like that's how I would look at it. Literal shot of hope, yeah. She's she was very excited. So, um, in fact, when we got back to her house, she was talking about how excited she was about you know. Well, after I get my second dose, um, maybe maybe I can actually go with you because I I help with her grocery shopping. She goes, maybe I could actually go with you to the grocery store to help, and you can help me grocery shop. You know, she misses those little little independent moments. So um, I said, well, we'll keep an eye on on the situation and sort of, you know, play things by ear once we see, you know, what cases are looking like and how things are going. And so ultimately we want to keep you safe. This is obviously one step in that direction. So um, but she was just so excited. She kept thanking everybody that we drove by <laughs> who was working <laughs> and great. she was waving at them like she was in her own parade. It was super cute. <laughs> so yeah, that was, it was really cool to see. So I was excited for her. Very cool. Very cool. 
Well, you know, I, yeah, I definitely don't have anything that exciting, unfortunately. But, you know, what I've been doing, so the weather up here, you know, in, in Idaho or, has been pretty nice. You know, it's, it's been chilly, but it's been nice. Okay, but what's chilly? Well, so in the evening, we'll typically get down into the, you know, high 20s. So are you getting snow? Yeah, a little, little bit. But see, the, the night, here's what I love about where I'm at here is we get the snow, but yet it doesn't really stay on the ground too much, mm-hmm. you know? It pretty much melts upon impact. So you get, like, the beautiful snowfall, but you don't have all of the uh, painful shoveling <laughs> that you have gotcha. to do the next day. Yeah, so it's kind of, it's nice. And it, it makes you feel like winter without, it, you know, being too too crazy. Gotcha, okay. So what I've been doing, and, you know, this is this is new for me, is I've been going on a lot of walks, you know, uh, some with the family, uh, a lot by myself, to be honest. Just, it's been very cool to just get out within nature and be, uh, be one with my thoughts you know it's it's just great to take like a mental break and i found that it's helped immensely with just my mental health mm-hmm. uh, and it's just a great like you know anytime i feel like i'm getting a little antsy or so like it's just nice to go take a walk and i find that it just immediately calms me down and uh yeah it's just been nice i'm like dude where where have walks been all my life like why have i been missing out on this magical you just experience you lived in the middle of uh a, a, like crazy city it probably was not nearly as beautiful of a walk as you're getting now <laughs> yeah that's true and, and you know and that's that's been one of the blessings of you know living in idaho currently it's just uh it's been nice to uh, commune with nature I, I found it's uh it's done wonders for my mental health so it's very cool and uh, yeah, the walking, it's a trend that I want to uh, keep going. In fact, I just bought myself a walking stick. So, ooh, ooh, you're like a f- official walking status. Yes, exactly. You know, now I just need like a, a cool hat and, uh, you know, like maybe some like cool like fedora or like an Indiana Jones style, you know, brown hat. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I- I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> me on my adventurous walks yeah 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 there you go that's awesome but speaking of awesome we so we're about to hit uh valentine's day which i know you, you can call it a hallmark holiday if you yeah, want to yeah yeah it's never been one uh you know it's funny like as a kid i was completely excited by it as an adult i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's like it. It is what it is. Unless you're me, and you channel your inner Leslie Nope and and do the Galentines. <laughs> the Galentines. Yeah, yeah. There nice. you go. Same, same general concept. It can be fun. Yeah, I guess any. You know, it's a chance to uh, partake in wine and yummy <laughs> things. The the shark charcuterie boards that are all the rage right now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I was thinking about like Valentine's of years past, you know, and and there's been some, like I said, you know, as a kid, there was definitely some ones that spoke to me, but do you have a particular favorite Valentine memory? Something that stands out to you? Oh, I just always remember like it was the awkward, like everybody make like little mailbox thing that you 
would create and put on your desk and then everybody would bring valentines and we'd all go around and drop them in everybody's box and you were like sweating bullets because you're just like please let me get at least one like don't let me be the guy who has none and then it was always the ones that came with like the little treat that were the most exciting (laughs) right so it was i always think of the those chalky conversation hearts you know like the really chalky ones with the red little letters on them the weird things right right for Mm -hmm. some reason that's what i always think of when i think of valentine's day candy those are staple yeah the standard or the um even the little red hots that were in the shape of a heart did you ever have those okay yes yes yeah those were those were good kind of the go-to things when i think of of valentine's day but as far as fun memories go Gosh, what probably was junior high and high school were the funnest ones for me because Valentine's Day meant that I got to get signed out of my classes for the day because uh, I was in show choir and we did one of our big annual department fundraisers on Valentine's Day. We did singing Valentine telegrams that we would deliver. <laughs> so that's great. The kids could buy a singing telegram and then we, you know, would charge. For the singing telegram, then we had all these add-ons. You could add a, a flower or add a candy or add a, you know, we had all these little things that you could <laughs> add to your sing, and then balloon or whatever. And then um, we would have the, the vocal boosters would come in and kind of organize everything. And we would have a set number of, of singing telegrams to go around the campus and deliver during class and sing sing little acapella <laughs> Valentine's Day songs. <laughs> so it was just a, it was a fun day of not being in class. <laughs> That's what I remember. That's a good one. I, I remember those in junior high. We, we didn't, I don't think we did the singing ones, but we definitely did like the candy grant where they would give you like, you know, a candy and like a flower or a balloon or something. Mm-hmm. It was like complete status symbol. Like, so if you were like someone who got like five of oh, them, yeah. you, you know, you were like the winner of the day and yeah. just yeah, super popular. And But I think for me, you know, and it's kind of along those same lines, but uh, in elementary school, uh, particularly I think it was fourth grade, if I remember right, uh, we were doing like just the basic candy grams. And these would come with my absolute favorite Valentine candy of all time. Uh, it was the Love Pops. But uh, which I think they still sell today. Uh, back then, they were actually uh, branded uh, as Mickey Mouse Love Pops. Uh-huh. So it would have like Mickey yep. and Minnie on yep. there. Yep, yep. And they were so good. Like these were the best lollipops. They were cherry flavored and just amazing. <laughs> I put the word out and I'm like, dude, I don't even care, man. Like, girl, dude, I don't care. Like, just get me these. <laughs> just I will, send I will the do, lollipops. I'll be forever. Yeah. <laughs> so. I ended up getting like 20 of these lollipops oh that day. And oh, so good. And I might have bought one for myself too. Mm. But uh, <laughs> it was, it was, I loved those lollipops. And of course, you know, it's cool. Like, hey, get, getting the most Valentines for the day, like you feel special. <laughs> but it was, it was just such a fun time. And then, you know, we didn't do any work the day. So the, you know, it was one of those like, the the teacher like rented the uh little tv vcr combo and we just watched you know i I think we watched lady and the tramp and a couple other like you know love story like cartoons Mm. and 
it was just a fun day. Like that's what I, I'm, I think, you know, as a kid, it, it was any chance to basically have a party day at school. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're all about that life, you know, <laughs> like, give me some love pops and some cartoons for the day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm going to have a great time. A little extra sugar, little TV movie fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good times. Yeah, exactly. It was it was a fun time. And then, of course, too, like I always Valentine's Day always makes me think of the Simpsons and that quintessential episode where where Lisa gives Ralph Wiggum the uh, Valentine with a train on it. It says, I choose you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Just so classic. Uh, And yeah, it's so so good. And of course, he completely took it, uh, you know, literally that, of course, Lisa's in love with me. (laughs) uh but yeah that's such a great episode so yeah i i think you know valentine's day the nostalgia in me it always goes back to those love pops and just that fourth grade and then of course you know taking in an episode of the simpsons which i can easily do now on disney plus so very true there you go well with that how about we get on to some good news you got any good news for us yeah, I do. I actually have a pretty uh, uplifting story this week. Uh, at least it was something that touched for me because it hits on a few different facets. So it it's kind of all about human connections, which, you know, I'm, I'm all about. And it's like kind of a story of redemption as well. And just, uh, you know, help in very unexpected places. So there's an article on the CBS News website about a very special book club that the students from Palma School in Salinas, California, have been participating in for the last seven years. Uh, Essentially, they have been going to the Soledad State Prison uh, in order to read books with a group of prisoners. And the goal behind this project was to allow the students to basically see that the inmates were more than just quote-unquote monsters or their the crimes they have committed that they were actually people and uh, apparently this has also had a very positive impact on the prisoners as well Uh, so much so that a couple of them decided to get together being inspired by some of the books they read they wanted to help one of the students at the school in particular the student cy green who uh the prisoners found out had been unable to continue to pay for his education because his parents had fallen on hardships and uh, lost their jobs. So the prisoners banded together and they decided to raise the money to pay for Cy Green's education uh, three years worth. And it was just such a cool story, uh, especially because it's one that you just wouldn't expect like this group of prisoners to want to take it upon themselves to actually help out someone who, you know, was not connected to them in any way. Yeah. But clearly, like, they were touched by not only interacting with the students, but, you know, through literature. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those great stories of not only redemption, because obviously, you know, the prisoners in, in that way were kind of redeemed by showing that, hey, you know, we're more than just prisoners like we we do actually care about people but it's just one of those things that you you just never know right when you take the time to make a connection with somebody where that could lead and uh, in this case it led to unexpected tuition being paid so 
uh, it's just one of those stories that warms my heart because, you know, it, it shows that at the end of the day, like we're all people and, you know, like we're here to help one another, you know, at, at its simplest core, like we're an emotional beings and we crave connection. And I, I think, you know, people are inherently good and you can even find good in a prison. Yeah, I think what's cool about that story is that it definitely just reiterates the importance of human connection and the, the desire to be known and seen and um, feel a part of something. And so the connection, obviously, that that they have made with each other, when you become someone's person, <laughs> you know, you care about all the aspects of of that person. And I think you're more likely to want to do what you can to help out and meet those needs when you find out about them, you know? So that's, that's really cool that they did that. I love it. That is my story. What, what do you have for us this week? Well, now mine just seems silly, (laughs) but it brought me joy to read this, so I'm I'm gonna share it with y'all anyways. Even though I don't know, I feel like I feel like I've heard enough people talking about it, but um, I actually saw this article on Optimist Daily first, and um, it was all about the plethora of memes that have been fl- flooding the interwebs of uh, Senator Bernie Sanders sitting in his chair with his arms and legs crossed at the recent uh, presidential inauguration wearing those wool mittens. <laughs> by, by the way, <laughs> do you have a favorite? I, there's so many. I feel like the Disney nerd in me loved the Haunted Mansion one. <laughs> Did you see that one? That was a great one. Yeah. Yes, that's up there for me. My other favorite one was... <laughs> so. They had they photoshopped him on the beach in the scene in Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, I saw that <laughs> like, one. Weekend at Bernie's. Yes, literally. There you yep, go. Yep, yep. Yeah. And then, of course, there was the one with R2-D2, like, projecting him onto the table <laughs> in place of uh, Princess Leia. There have just been so many. And yeah. one one of my my friends, she's like, you know... It doesn't matter what picture you post now. Anytime you post a picture, I'm automatically looking in the picture to see where <laughs> where he is. Um, That's spot burning, yeah. <laughs> so, um, in any case, what I thought was really cool is, you know, you, you have to wonder what the guy is thinking or feeling <laughs> in seeing all of these memes pop up. I, dude, I would be elated if it were me. <laughs> I am immortal now. <laughs> Like, I am immortal. This is amazing. So what was really cool is that um, thanks to his great sense of humor, uh, he and his wife decided to turn the meme into an opportunity to help support some local charities in his home state of Vermont by creating some good old merch with (laughs) the meme on it, different shirts and sweatshirts and stickers. And it was such a huge hit that the first batch of merchandise sold out in less than 30 minutes. And um, in five days, the sales reached $1.8 million (laughs) with all of the proceeds being donated to different charitable organizations in Vermont, which I just thought was super, super cool. 
I mean, talk about like the ultimate good sport. Right, you know? right. <laughs> right. Like that's cool. But seeing an opportunity too to be able to continue the fun because you know people are super excited to have those shirts and sweatshirts and stickers oh dude it's still <laughs> going on yeah you're still seeing different memes but yeah. at the same time it's supporting all of these great charities and um so anyways the the mittens that he wore i guess they were actually uh, made by a, a teacher an elementary school teacher in vermont and were given to him as a gift and um all these people have been reaching out to her <laughs> yeah they all want the mittens right everybody wants their version of the mittens so she uh, actually has decided to pick up her knitting needles again to make a limited collection of these mittens uh, to help raise money for local charities in vermont including uh, a couple different organizations there that i just thought were really cool so anyways it, it was just taking something that was just exploding everywhere <laughs> like you can't right. you can't get on a computer and not see one of these pictures pop up in your feed but seeing how that was taken um, to a different level to help in different ways conscious consumerism at its best so that made me happy it's awesome to see like just a, a cool trend like that like being utilized to actually help people in need like that's that's cool yeah but yeah, like I said, dude, that meme is still going strong. I just saw one today from Elvira. What? With Bernie. Oh my yeah, gosh. she was like in the movie theater, and then Bernie Sanders was sitting behind her in the movie theater. It, <laughs> it was obviously an older picture, but uh, yeah, I'm like, dude, this is like branched off to like every single possible pop culture like property you can think of. There's a Bernie Sanders meme now. It's just huge. Of all of the things I could have possibly anticipated to explode on the internet, that was not one thing that I expected. No, no. That's just one of those serendipitous things. You're just like, yes. I, I think we needed, uh, you know, kind of that smile. 2021, we, we needed that smile. Definitely. <laughs> that was definitely a couple great stories of hope. Hope through laughter and hope through togetherness and connection. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but before we get out of here, as uh, we often do, uh, we like to throw out a recommendation to uh, allow you to keep your brain active uh, and just, uh, you know, keep yourself occupied during, uh, you know, these times where uh, most of us are living in our pajamas <laughs> at home. So. It's called loungewear. Loungewear. Th there you go. There you go. That that sounds way more chic. Or or what is it? Athleisure, <laughs> Com combination of athletic and leisure wear. Athleisure. athleisure wear. There you go. That is what I'm using because that sounds way better than just I'm to put on pants today. I'm living. I'm living in my yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So, uh, what recommendation do you have for us this week? Well, uh, I think it was. Gosh, it was pretty early on in the pandemic. I recommended the Headspace app as one of my uh, recommendations. Ah, yes. And um, so my pick for this week is actually a Headspace Guide to Meditation on Netflix. I discovered that they have um, a season of episodes on Netflix. Uh, basically, it's about a 20-minute episode each one there's eight different episodes that is sort of the 
if, if you're familiar with the Headspace app at all, they have these um, just very simple animated graphics to help um, kind of illustrate the different things that they're talking about in their videos. And, um, and that's basically what these episodes are comprised of, but they actually kind of, it's basically a crash course in meditation and these different areas of how to meditate. So like the first episode is exactly that. What is meditation? How do you do it? How do you start it? You know, how to, and, and they actually have um, a time where you actually stop and do it. So it's just like a that's cool, super quick little crash course. Um, and there's all these great different topics on the episodes that are available um, from how to let go. <laughs> that's a big one. Especially as, as someone who... Um, struggles with control issues um that's a big one is how to let go yeah i'm with you on that yep how to fall in love with life um so it kind of talks you through a more reflective meditation process and um pausing to reflect on your gratitude and how to listen to your mind in that fashion how to deal with stress which hello <laughs> that yeah <laughs> That's I think one welcome to my life. One that we need yeah. to have on repeat. Um, yeah, right. how to cope with um, anxiety and stress, and um, using a very powerful meditation technique that um, Andrew Pettacombe, who's the Headspace guru, um, kind of talks you through how to use noting um, to help you deal with your stress. Um, how to be kind. How to deal with pain. How to deal with anger. Um, how to achieve your limitless potential. But it's just this concept of focusing on the breath and how to, I don't know, for me, it was this process of learning how to quiet my mind. And I think I was scared to try meditation before because I didn't understand how to do that and to give my brain permission to kind of do its squirrely thing, but at the same time, have learn how to use my breath as something to focus on. I don't know. It's it I guess if you if you've never done it before it sounds kind of weird. But what I loved about this particular series of videos on Netflix is that they were short. They covered all of the basics and if you don't have access to the Headspace app but you have Netflix, you have these at your disposal and you can rewatch them as many times as you need even if it's just for the exercise portion where he actually I don't know there's something super calming about the guy's voice <laughs> that it helps it really does help me focus and help me breathe and, and I can feel if you, you can feel the blood pressure lower as I take each breath and go through these exercises so I don't know I just feel like in a time where it's really easy to get stressed out um, it's really easy to get caught up in frustration and anxiety and worry oh, yeah. um, oh, that yeah. that having this as a tool in your back pocket. You know, a lot of people have Netflix or have access to somebody who has Netflix. This is a super easy way to kind of learn those tools that you can have in your back pocket to help you in those moments. So that's my pick for this week. Netflix Headspace Guide to Meditation. Check it out. Dude, I like that. Uh, that's such a smart uh, thing with Netflix and, and Calm, to be honest, but uh, just making meditation accessible and approachable. Because I think for a lot of people, it's just this art that they feel they 
could never do. Like you just have to sit and crouch in a corner and like, you know, like close your hands and close your eyes. And, you know, it, it just seems like one of those, like a mystic things, you know, or, or just, you know, something that we don't quite understand or, or think, like you said, like, oh, this, that's not something I can do. Yeah. I can never quiet my mind, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I like that. I, I like that it makes it accessible and, uh, you know, doable it's very doable like like i said i didn't think it was something that i could ever actually look forward to do doing like want to do it right and um and yeah i can feel the difference when i don't do it so it's pretty great check it out that's my recommendation great great recommendation i love it thanks how about you what do you got so I have a movie I'm going to recommend. And this is a movie that honestly was not on my radar at all. I, I, ju- I decided to watch it because uh, the premise sounded interesting to me. And dude, it caught me completely off guard. It was such a heartwarming, endearing movie. Uh, but it's called Sundogs. And it's currently on Netflix. And this is uh, apparently the directorial debut of Jennifer Morrison. And if you're not familiar with her, she was the uh, main star in Once Upon a Time, uh-huh. the television series, also in House, uh, a few other things over the years. So on the surface, what this film is about is a kid who was born mentally handicapped, but he uh, lived through the 9-11 and the destruction of the Twin Towers. And so his mission is to join the army and serve because he wants to catch terrorists. Huh. So that, you know, something like 9-11 would never happen again. So this takes place kind of in a couple years post 9-11, I believe. And that's his goal. So you just see him trying to go to the recruiter's office uh, and sign up. I I think when the, the movie opens, like this is like his third or fourth time trying to enlist already and they keep rejecting him. Uh, so finally, like the recruiter there takes pity on him a little bit. So he decides to give him an assignment to, hey, instead of serving abroad, like we need you here, like be vigilant and protect the people around you. So he takes this super seriously and decides to start like his own, like really uh, modified neighborhood watch. But it's it's more about trying to capture like terrorists who happen to be among us, right? These sleeper cells or whatever. Mm, yeah. He goes out and then he meets like this girl who uh, who's kind of a, a runaway on her own. And she, you know, isn't really looked very highly throughout the town. Like people just think she's like this lying vagrant or whatever. Uh, so they, they end up bonding, right? And they, they come together and they become sun dogs. They call themselves sun dogs. Uh, they both wear like aviator sunglasses. And uh, anyway... Basically, at its heart, what this is about, it's going back to what I was talking about earlier, like it's all about these connections, making human connections. Beyond that, it's also about essentially finding your purpose in life or your quote unquote dream. So even though it was this kid's like ultimate goal to join the army and go after terrorists, through making a connection with this girl, uh, he was able to discover that his purpose was actually something better than that, greater than that. You know, really what he was trying to do was save lives. That's what his goal. And uh, through the connection with her, like he was able to discover like how he can do that in a way that fits like who he is. It's just a wonderful movie. Again, it's it kind of ties into that 
whole idea that we might think like we know what our life's purpose is, but uh, maybe we're, you know, not quite tuned in there. And basically through the connections we make, like those people kind of become sort of stewards of our, our life, right? They help us like go in the right direction. And uh, so it, it was just a, it was just really nicely done. And the, the characters are just, they're just really relatable. And uh, it, it was just something that I went into it just thinking it was going to be some kind of fun comedy, uh, but it just completely caught me off guard. And honestly, like I was a little choked up by the end of it. Like it was pretty endearing. And dude, Ed O'Neill stars in it. And I absolutely love anything Ed O'Neill is in, uh, Mr. Al Bundy himself. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great cast uh and it just uh, yeah it was something that really caught me by surprise and it was really a heartwarming so sun dogs on netflix i highly recommend it it's uh it's worth your time for sure have to have that to make you I, I i like the picks this week i i think yours with the uh you know it's going to put us in the right headspace and then mine uh it'll put your heart in the right place i think so <laughs> Uh, I think we got some good ones. I agree. And I think that about does it for us this week. But if you have a story of hope you'd like Frisch to share, we invite you to connect with us over at worldofhopes.com. There you'll also find all relevant links and information from today's conversation, as well as how to subscribe to the podcast. Again, that's worldofhopes.com. We look forward to connecting with you. And in the words of William Shakespeare, love all trust a few. Do wrong tonight. Stay well, friends. We'll catch you next time. Until next time, take care.